0: Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of the Mike Thrays podcast, which I will likely also share on my YouTube channel. So you may be watching it there as well. But tonight's episode, or today, whenever you're watching this, it's interesting that I was going to begin it with more of the, I guess you could call it, cerebral mind conceptual perspective, I had this feeling that I've been talking about and feeling a lot lately and sharing content on socials and TikTok and feeling around addiction and, and mindset and either the victimhood that to move beyond a lot of victim stories and even people I've met who've been dealing with trauma and victimhood and addiction, there seems to be this pattern, doesn't there? that when people are addicted to something, have a strong addiction or there's a, there's a behavior, destructive behavior, it's very important to look beyond it to the inner cause, the inner awareness that I've talked about in all these episodes around conscious manifestation. That conscious manifestation and transformation, it's not only about trying to bring all the good things in your life and even going beyond trying, allowing them in because they're in the heart but a lot of it's connected with the blocks that we had these certain blocks and we see them in the external. So that was going to be in the, the initial focus, but I went to to begin this this episode and I went to light a, uh, a candle that I've got in my room here and the match, the 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 base I don't even know what it's called, the wick is the candle, but the head of the match, it actually broke off and it stuck on the matchbox and had a couple of goes at it. And it gave me this impulse, this feeling, that I should go even deeper, beyond even the external things and those those situations. And if you've come into this from in the podcast, you're either watching it visually, which is now available on the Spotify app. You can watch podcasts. You may also be listening to it on the either Apple or yeah, uh, anchors where it's recorded, but multiple other streaming apps. But it, whether you're watching it visually or listening to this. I got a very strong impulse, connected with all the the previous podcasts, to go deeper into the spiritual space and either beyond the addiction and the trauma. What I'm getting a lot with lately is this rebirth of the feminine. That priestess energies really come forward a lot with me, and yeah, even I can hear my my voice changed with that because there's this awareness that comes. Beyond the addiction, beyond all the external things happening now, and whether we're we're trying to manifest this or that, there's this space, this kali void. High priestess Mary Magdalene, Isis, Persephone is a Greek goddess. I was reading about today. A wonderful book by Alana Fairchild, Crystal Goddesses, and I'll link that in the bio, which is a incredible metaphor as. For people not aware of Persephone and, and even that relationship to the other high priestess energies that I, I just listed previously had connected with the priestess energy that it's really come forward a lot lately. Persephone is this epitome of the, somewhat of the, a fool energy that I explored in Falling and Darling and playing and Waking. She's an innocent and in the, in the arcana, the, the, the fall is on that journey. But the fall is also like a, there's an expectation or awareness with the fall that the fall can only stay in the fall for so long. Even a, a quote by William Blake, which I put in the beginning, of falling and dying and playing awakening the fall of persisting his folly will eventually become wise. That either by persisting with foolhardiness, fullness, it will create a change in the full and the greatest changes seem to happen by the full honoring their heart their full like nature so even all the external things and and what i was talking about with addiction and the external challenges this chapter on purity by alana therichael with Persephone, and this greek goddess who is the daughter of the earth she's the daughter of demeter a mother goddess of the earth and yeah, Persephone is someone who's popped into my awareness a lot over the last four or five years, but I, I didn't necessarily understand it. And I I remember I recorded a few social media posts about it. And I had had an interest in Greek mythology, but I didn't know a lot about Persephone, particularly in, in relation to Greek mythology. She wasn't one of the, the bigger known names compared to Zeus and Athena and Apollo in the Poseidon. But there's a very this chapter that Alana Fairchild wrote about and connecting with the priestess theme that we're getting at here, is it was a reminder that Persephone is this full energy. She's an innocent. She's the, But she's kept in this space of naivety by her mother, Demeter. She's in the blissful golden lands and she's kept away from progressing. She, she's purity. She's almost in a purity formlessness. She's like a Tao energy. But there's no interaction with the external world, and so the metaphor, which I had not really understood fully before until I reread parts of this chapter, is that Persephone is very much linked with this shadow healing work of, of Carly and the Morrigan and Morgan Le Fay and the priestess herself of the scorning the fall through the 22 stages of the major arcana to become the magician, a conscious, empowered mage magician, uh, uh, the creator of their own reality, sovereign and empowered, but still a fool, still a fool at heart. The purity is the I am self behind it all, but it's like the play of Maya to realize that ability to create the play of Shithra at all to to begin the game, so to speak, is to lead the field. So that's what Hades does to to um to Persephone. She she's abducted, but Why I'm feeling inclined to talk about it, and I feel it's in line with even the addiction and all these other manifestations of external, uh, yeah, external manifestations of internal lack of worth, I feel interestingly, paradoxically, that, that interesting perspective that the external manifestations that seem to be so troubling and challenging are often related to a repressed aspect of self. And in the psyche, the conscious, which is what Alana third child was also talking about in this chapter, the mother, she linked the idea of the story of Persephone and Demeter. Demeter is the Earth Mother Goddess, and Persephone is basically a princess, her daughter, who's taken away by Hades and marries Hades. And then eventually there's an agreement forged because the Earth goes into perpetual winter until her daughter is returned. But her daughter returns for nine months of the year, and the three months is the the winter period. So there's that metaphor between the 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 spiritual being, the human being, the the goddess and the earth and and that relation to the earth. But what is perhaps beyond the myth and what what I'm getting at with this I guess you would call a a metaphor through Alana Fairchild talking about is the Earth Mother is Debata and the Earth Mother is also the consciousness. So this is what I'm finding a lot more lately looking a lot more cultural symbolism in mythology and this developed from Neville Goddard and you may have listened to another of my podcasts around Neville Goddard. It was so heartwarming and inspiring to listen to this because I too came from a Christian perspective although I had an interest in a lot of pre-Christian traditions around uh, Celtic mythology or Greek mythology is probably one of the first interests in an Egyptian mythology which all influenced Christian pathology is that Neville Gonard became aware when he became embodied that magician state, that conscious manifesto of the I am, and the I am creating his reality through imagination and visualization. There are much modern ideas around the external law of the attraction or the subject community. Is that the Bible is very symbolic. And when we try to read or consume and even connect with people pure on a literal basis and literal words and there's something lost that the meaning can't be fully captured and even to read the bible or to the read the mythology of the greek mythology and a lot of celtic and even hindu mythology which i have become a lot more interested in lately celtic and hindu and there is that link that the cults were apparently shared the same proto yeah proto hindu uh i haven't got the right term i'm sorry it's basically a you might be able to leave it in the comments for me. The cults share the same source language as the. There's the Hindu tradition, which is Sanskrit. Was very much, very much connected. So they're they're all connected. This one myth and even Norse mythology. There's aspects of uh, the thunder god Thor and, and Loki could be both paralleled with Mercury in the Greek tradition as that trickster. And Lu, the god, the sun god, who's also a master of arts, he's kind of the Mercury aspect in the Celtic tradition. So, all, so there's, there's a common story or a narrative here, and a lot of it's actually connected to the tarot too, the 22 stages, the Fool's journey, there's, there's the, the sun god, the moon mythology, the hangman infer- references, there's all, either the emperor, the empress, there's all these aspects of that archetypal design, which I'll build in more episodes, but the focus is to, I guess, refocus it back to the aspect of the setting and in the shadow and the metaphor for the line of Third Child was talking about the mother conscious is what is what I guess you could take beyond the pure message around Persephone being taken to the other world and having this marrying, I guess, in effect going to what has been interpreted as hell, the shadow. Is that for Alana Third Child, you could extract that out as we're all somewhat Persephone, we're all somewhat like a fool. And if we owe oh, the mother, not just physically, by our own mother, and it could be our own father, we might have to, you know, in our modern day, not, that's probably in many cultures. Even in ancient cultures, it wasn't even the mother. It was the community often brought up the whole child. but And that's kind of probably more accurately represented in this example I'm about to give. The, the, the consciousness is what brings up the child. But the conscious, which is someone keeping the child of the full too full like it's away from duality it's it's kept in its own suppressed belief systems and in a conscious which is this is where it's the challenge in a conscious which is geared towards the 3d good bad right wrong and there's a lot of divisiveness. and there's still a lot of heavy shame frequencies particularly towards women and even men can't honor their own femininity because of that this there's is there's still this icky we we feel it. This is icky, kinda sticky, icky, sticky, wicky, masculine and conscious, which is still warped to the patriarchy and shame. And this is in both men and women and it's it's still the honour and the body, this disconnection of the body, because it's more geared to mind that Roman and rationalism and and reason rather than the mystic and that which was suppressed through the with the pagan traditions becoming more I guess you could say hierarchical, structure-based, nature-based, nature like Lemurian, Avalon, to more Atlantean with an Egyptian, with with the, the traditions more structural. And, and there was this imbalance between the masculine and the feminine. So this is what the difficulty with this is, and this is why it's so important to understand it with Persephone and that we is the full energy of this awakening journey, is that there needs to be a change. If we absorb, whether it's the mother or the mother community, the conscious of whatever they're consuming, the relevant energy field, if you, we stay in our own space and what we're brought up in, we may have really conscious parents, which is great. We might have a real conscious community. But the reality, I would feel, if we had really conscious parents, we've probably got parents who would welcome us to go out beyond their community. Because conscious parents are people that actually encourage us to be more independent, free-thinking. Go out in the world as a fool. Here's the ticket. Go out and go do something different. There's already open-mindedness, but the majority, and that's probably unfortunate, that's to this point, it is changing, evolving, and there's there's been a lot of challenges the last few years with the world that's come, re-throwing it, but there's still a lot of work to go. But the what's happening with this is that the majority seems to be still, this is the way we're brought up. This is the way we've always done it. And while it's important to have these certain traditions and beliefs, if we stay part of that separateness and that divisive culture, if we stay in the innocence of the field, through a lot of third it's like we can't grow unless we're snatched into the shadow. And that's where addiction and the challenges of all, if something's not dealt with, if we stay in ignorance, if we stay trying to please all the, the environment, this heart awareness is one is that full energy wants to move forward through the arcana. It can't stay as it is. And if it's repressed and it's a shame, it feels shameful about, well, I'm not going to have shame in my body as a male or a female. I'm not going to judge anybody based on their culture or what land or suburb or township they're from. I'm not going to hold repressed emotions or feelings because we were taught to not express our emotions or feelings. These people that are, are stepping beyond the confines of the conscious. And that's what the metaphor of this is in this message that Alana Thurchild was elaborating. And what I feel the priestess of the awakening wild feminine in general is emerging through us all. And it's not just emerging in the city. it's emerging the planet and the and the landscape and the challenges. Is that if you don't voluntarily go into the shadow to to actually say, these are the parts of me that even though the mother and the mother conscious the community might not agree with, if you don't voluntarily say, well, maybe I'm, I'm going to go beyond that, it's like you will receive that. You, you'll get the your ticket anyway. And it's quite unlikely to be a very easy transition. But that, even, even then, that serves the journey. And, and we see that with trauma and addiction and challenges. And this is not a new thing. This is that seems to be the gateway in the modern culture that people are, that that's their experience, their near-death experience, or their, their gateway out of it. It's the challenge that creates a new mindset and a new identity, an identity that's not so fixed. It's an I am aware identity. It's it's kind of fused with the awareness of the of the conscious of that feminine rising. So it's pushing a thought, and it takes us into the shadow. It takes us to the to the spaces beyond the ego and the mind, or the fixed ego mind that says what everything has to be. It's deliberately bringing down the walls like a tower, and that's another aspect of the arcana and the fool. So the fool is naive and innocent; it's a child. But when it's brought into the world, it doesn't stay in the in the grassy fields forever. Because even though Persethity was seemingly on her own and she's still under the influence of her mother. Even though she wasn't seeing anyone else, her direct influence is their mother. Her mother conscious. So she's still a less and with the consciousness always wanting to raise and change. Even if you spend time with only one person, they might be a wonderful person. But that's their experience of reality. And the it's like the garden, the, the plant, the, the tree, the garden won't stay the same. You, you plant it. It can't just remain at the same height forever, depending on the type of plant. The tree is designed to grow. And some, tre- some trees shed their leaves in winter, like Persephone. They return to the other world, the metaphor of the seasons in winter. There's a letting go period. And that's in line with a lot of teachers around the moon and the, and the wax and the waning moon, the new moon, the full moon. A monthly a femininity type perception. It's seen as more feminine, but a lot of masculine people are reconnecting with their moon energies too. So this is the conscious which is changing. And this is what why I'm feeling really empowered. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm quite moving forward with this. And a lot of the time I, I speak relatively slowly, on these episodes, but uh, no, that's the point with the shadow healing and, and Demeter and Persephone and the priestess. It's like to embody our power, to go beyond the confines, the constructs of the, the previous liminal identity, there's got to be a willingness for change to occur. And the ironic thing is change will occur even a doubt perspective. The change will occur anyway. It's just that we stop ourselves from blocking it. And perhaps more than trying to please everybody in the external, the mother consciousness, to keep trying to stay in the same, it's like that is actually blocking change. And that's what leads to suppression and repression in the nervous system. And it's, that's what moves us towards jobs and, and partners and relationships, which reflect everything we've perhaps been taught. But remember, the universe is always changing. It doesn't seem to want comfort. It wants us to move forward. And even if you've got the most conscious parents, relationships, community, it's still going to move. Things are always changing. And the reality is that the heart will always create a new desire to want to create more changes. It's not that the heart's missing anything. It's not whether we're already lacking anything. This is where the recalibration seems to be. It becomes more of the playful energy. Persephone is more empowered to play and more empowered to rule because she experiences the shadow. And when she's in Hades, there's a marrying, there's an acceptance of that part of her, is a part of her, that she's not purely a daughter, she's also a queen. Thanks again for watching listening. If you enjoyed this, I'd really recommend checking out Thawing and Diving and Plate Awakening. It's my third book available on Amazon under Mike Thrays. It works through the whole journey of the major arcana, beginning with the full and concluding with the magician. And it's a way of energetically, along with, I guess, conceptually, not only learning about the full journey of the awakening, but embodying it, letting the frequency, the energy, move you through those stages to embody that sovereignty within. Bye for now.